Welcome to Grizzly Peaks Radio. This is Masks of Nyarlathotep for Call of Cthulhu, 7th edition. Dark Schemes Herald the End of the World. Written by Larry Dottilio and Lynn Willis. 5th edition by Mike Mason, Lynn Hardy, Ulfrica, and Scott Dalwood. The name is Cole. Cole Mortson. But some call me Caron. Once upon a time, I was a New York PD investigator. But as you can see by my face, I ran into 150 degrees of explosive bad luck. Now off the force, I spend my time as a for-hire private eye that isn't afraid to get his hands a little dirty. Whatever may come for me and my friends, they should know that not all of me was burned away. My name is Kiara. I play Dr. Gwen Greaves, a French-Moroccan surgeon with a dead husband, an opium addiction, and a growing debt to the mafia. Hello, my name is Will, and I play Marcus Abate, a streetwise mechanic turned booksmart archaeologist after a car accident that left him with a muscular disorder. A fast talker and a smart cookie, but a bit of a wild card if you cross someone close to him and put a switchblade in his hands. And he's partial to alcohol in bags. Hello, lads and lasses. I'm Brian, and I'll be playing as Bill Rickshire, your friendly neighborhood custodian. My name is Kimberly, and I play Claudia Stein, a former U-boat captain from the German side of World War I. And to be clear, she is not and will never be a Nazi. Her three great loves are fame, fortune, and pretty women. She used to be rich, but now she's not, but the other characters don't know that. Hello. My name is Jack McVitie. I'm from Glasgow, in Scotland. I came down to London a few years ago to work. One well, now I have a wee business set up. It's going well, more or less. There's nothing particular about me that I can tell you about. Except for maybe that people here call me the hat. Jack the hat. I don't know why actually. Okay, you head towards Dunwich. The good thing is, it's completely the opposite direction to Walton on the Nays. And also, you feel that once you're way outside of the headland and you're out into the open sea and everything's dark night around you, um, the sea is quite calm for February. There's no storm, thankfully. Let's just skip on to the next day. Um, there's no need to to play out what happens because you find you find a and b and you get a few rooms and they give you a few strange looks given that you're covered in blood <laughs> i want to uh like probably while she's patching up everyone i want to slip the scepters into gwen's uh medical bag okay Aww. <laughs> i mean I, I think this requires a little bit of i think this requires um i think you need to think about what this is going to cost you mentally or like psychologically, I, I'm not saying you, I'm not saying you need to take any sanity loss. I'm saying it should affect you in some way. Doing this, I was shot up to hell. Gwen's always been here, like patching us up whenever we come back with paper cuts or lost arms, and you know she cast that wall, which I am sketchy about, but it did save us. So. No, the, of course, that's the rationale, but I'm saying that it's going to hurt you in some way doing this because it, it goes counter to what you, you know, your your mania, your underlying kind of mania. 
I'm not saying mechanically. I'm just saying that you, I, I'd like you to somehow manifest whatever pain that, that causes you in some way. That works, that works. So, Claudia, what she wants to do is as soon as possible, she wants to call the London police. Okay, that, that definitely <laughs> makes a lot of sense. Um, <laughs> okay, so you get through to the um, exchange at Scotland Yard. Are you telling them it's an emergency? Yes. Okay, so they, they patch you through to Barrington's home phone. He, he answers it after a few rings and he says, Who the bloody hell's calling me at midnight? What, what do you want? It's better be important. It is. This is Claudia. We found the cult. We went to their house. It's in Miser House in um, in Walton on the Nays. It's Miser House. Um, we almost all died, but we're, we're cool now. Um, so stone the crows. Yeah. So so I'll, so you need to get your people there as soon as possible because I have a feeling that they now know since they know that we that we were there that they're, we're onto them. You got to go there as soon as possible. Oh, hang on a minute, hang on a minute, hang on a minute. Look, um, we need some proof. We can't just send a squad of bobbies around at some country house. It probably belongs to someone with money and, uh, you know, a bit of pull. You said it's a big old house, yeah? Mm-hmm. Sounds like a country house to me, country estate. It look, has an Egyptian name, and there's Egyptian shit all over it. Look, 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 I've never heard of this place. Look, look I'll go in. I'll go in for early tomorrow morning. I'll get the lads onto it. We'll find out who lives there. And um, look, call me back at, at eleven o'clock tomorrow morning. All right. And look, look, look. Are you all right? What about the rest of you? One of us has almost died, but we're we're okay. I'm just. I'm telling you, if you wait until tomorrow morning, they will all be gone. Look, I, I can't do anything now. It's midnight. I'm in my socks. I can't do anything now. We're not. Look, I can't you send can't a. Call anybody? No, I can't call anybody. We need to get an. We need to get a search warrant. These things have to be done proper, Claudia. I don't know what what kind of shenanigans you lot get up to, and I don't want to know. But we have to do things by the book. Do you understand? If we if this is going to stick. Fine. Get a good night's sleep. They're not going to be able to clear this place out in eight hours. Have you got any proof? You must have something. Well, yeah. Can I read him the ledger? Can I read him some of the stuff that we collected there? And sure. and the unfinished letter about killing people. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> um. So why didn't you why didn't you just read out the letter? For the attention of Hale Viper, Elias has been dealt with by our old friends in New York. Now we must turn to our other problem, namely Jack Brady. I understand that he may be in Shanghai and ask if you would direct your resources to hunting him down. It is stupefying that this troubling man has evaded us for so long. He may become an obstacle to our great plan. If you wish, I will. And then it ends. Elias Jackson, yeah? Yes. yes our, our good, good friend. friend. Our good friend. So, um, well, look, it's, it's circumstantial at best. You've got to understand, Claudia, it is definitely indication that they had something to do with his death, but it's just, it's circumstantial. Look, this is enough for me to open a, a, a proper investigation but I don't know if a judge will give me uh, an, uh, a search warrant on the basis of just this. Anyway, look, you've got to get this letter to me. Can you come down to London tonight? He says, look, w- where are you now? You said you're in Dunwich, yeah? There's a 5 a.m. train 
into London. I'm not going to do anything tonight. Get the 5am train. Come to Scotland Yard. I'll meet you. I'll meet you in Scotland Yard at at 7am. All right. Okay. Okay. Fine. Now let me get back to bed. I was having a nice dream about retiring. Oh, shit. <laughs> the R word. Oh shit. <laughs> okay, so you um, do, do any the rest of you want to do anything? Um, I guess you need to get your sleep. So yeah, I think I think Cole is is somewhat paranoid. He's going to stay up at least until everyone wakes up, gets on the train, and then he'll sleep on the train. Okay, if you do that, you will have disadvantage on your ability checks the next day. That's that's all right. Okay, literally just to keep us. <laughs> Yeah, alive. No, no, I think that's Cole's obsession now. He's seen too many people die. At 4am, you wake up feeling like you really haven't had a- any sleep at all. I think all of you had troubling, vague and dark dreams, which I will not describe for you, but you can just imagine in your own heads. And and you head down to the Dunwich railway station, which two hours later pulls into Victoria Station on the South Bank which is just a two-minute walk away from Scotland Yard. And a few minutes later, you are inside Scotland Yard and you're escorted into Barrington's office. He hasn't shaved, you know, his tie's not straight, and he's drinking a big mug of tea. And he says, you lot are going to be the death of me. You know that. How the hell do you look worse than me? (laughs) (laughs) It is okay. If we kill you, we will also die. (laughs) Mr. Mortensen, I'm considerably older than you. I feel like I have a right to look worse than you. Okay, now sit down, please. You got any coffee? (laughs) Tea. I've got tea. got strong tea. He pours out a few. He says, uh, you might want a bit of this as well. And he opens his drawer and slides over a bottle of of scotch. Just like, cool, you're not getting this back. We telegraphed the um, High Court this morning to inquire, and um, I got a phone call about five minutes ago saying that under no circumstances are we to send a squad round to Miser House, given that it is owned by a peer of the realm, someone that might interest you, maybe. His name's Sir Edward Gavigan. You have his business card. His business card was in Jackson's possessions in the Chelsea Hotel. Sir Edward Gavigan is the um, person in charge of the Penhue Foundation, the foundation that, that sponsors all of these Egyptian expeditions to recover antiquities and, and rarities from the Egyptian pyramids. So Aubrey Penhue... previously was the head of the foundation before he went on the Carlisle expedition and disappeared. Sir Edward is a peer of the realm as a hereditary title. He is the owner of Miser House. I requested a search warrant from the High Court this morning and I have since been told that under no circumstances, under such flimsy pretext, can we investigate a peer of the realm. And that is how things work around here, apparently. Which, I don't know about you, I think that's a little bit fucked up, don't you? Yes. So, I suggest you go and pay a little visit to Mr. Gavigan. What do you think? You got a crowbar? I'll make make it a real good visit. No, 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 no. Cole, Cole, now, please. I know your first instinct is just to break something if you if it doesn't do what you want it to do but a little bit of subtlety is in order after all 
there could be many explanations for this. We don't know for sure that Mr. Gavigan knows anything that's going on. Apparently, he never visits his place. He lives, he lives in town. And he spends his week at the at the foundation. He is a respected member of the community and a peer of the realm. You keep saying oh. that. I don't know what the fuck. What that the fuck is a peer of the realm? I know, you see, the way it works here is the king pisses on the lords. The lords piss on the knights. The knights piss on us, and we piss on you. <laughs> see. <laughs> He's a man with power, with connections, with pull. I am very sympathetic to you, Mr. Mortensen. But if you go there and shoot up the Panhue Foundation this morning, I will have to arrest you. You do know that. Of course. That's why Doll's going in first, using that lady charm of hers. If anyone gives us resistance, then I step in. You know, it's our pecking order. C- can you can you just make me one promise? Can't promise anything, but yes. Can you try talking to him first, at least? We always try talking first. Unless they start shooting at us. Yeah. Look, look, I am sympathetic to you. Do not get me wrong. But there are certain things that have to be done in the right way. We need more evidence. If you can dig something up at the foundation or from other sources that give incontrovertible proof that Gavigan is mixed up in this... Then you will, we will have the full force of Scotland Yard behind us. Otherwise, this is just between you and me, this conversation. No one else is going to hear this. I need, I need you to do your legwork first. All right, Mr. Uh, you have. It's just a, sure. it's a woman I'm who has a whiskey been kidnapped bottle. and is, might or may not die um, if we do take too long. So this is why we have been trying to speed run. If you've got a couple of days, find out what the hell Shafiq's wrapped up in this. Her and Gavigan, I don't think they're, I don't think they're friends. Find out what you can, bring me back some kind of proof, and we will get 50 bobbies down there, quick as a flash, all right? Okay. So you're standing out in the chilly February air as the cold embrace of the fog wraps itself around your aching bodies. We still have our hotel, so we can just go back to our hotel and heal up if that's necessary. Yes, you can. So I think apart from Cole and Marcus, you're you're all up to full, yeah? Um, I'm two hit points. Almost. Oh, almost, okay. Okay. We have just a bunch out? of normal-looking people and then one beat-up cool. <laughs> <laughs> you, got him, you got him in like a, maybe a shopping trolley or something. You're pushing him around. Yeah. <laughs> Taking a nap. <laughs> if you want to, I think you could have spent the the time whilst you were doing your medicine. The other people could do stuff like looking at the books and and things like that. Yeah, let's do that. Yeah, the scrolls in Hebrew. Jack, make a make an education roll. Okay. Wow. Okay. Yes. So you know the very close by actually from where you are, it's less than a mile oh, nice. <laughs> to, to to a place called Hatton Garden. Um, which is the Diamond District of London, which which is primarily worked by Jewish diamond merchants. And it is literally a 15-minute walk from the hotel. <laughs> nice. I know someone who couldn't translate it. There's a place called Hetzenden Garden in the Diamond District. We, we should go there. I think it's less than a mile. Right, okay, let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be easy. So we go over to the Diamond District. 
one of the first shops you come to is Diamond Import Export. And indeed, the man standing behind the counter is wearing like this broad brimmed black hat and he's got long, dark, curly ringlets coming down his face and a full beard. And, and little round glasses. I am, I'm allowed to go full cliche because I am Jewish, okay? I'm not allowed to laugh, though. You can do whatever you want. <laughs> right. Oh, can, can um, we get his name? Can we get his name? His name will be Moshe Liev. So you go in, the little bell rings, and he goes, Come in, come in, my, 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 my friends. What do, what do you want? I've got diamonds. I've got gold. Do you have translators? Translators? Why I need translators? I speak perfect English. Uh, we need translators of Hebrew. Hebrew? What do you need, what do you need such for? We got a scroll, and we would like it to be translated. A Judaic scroll? I assume so. It is in Hebrew. Very strange. Where did you find such thing? It's actually mine. Like, my, my grandmother inherited it to me, and we hadn't had a lot of contact because I grew up in a foster care, but she inherited it to me, and I would love to learn about my grandmother. Do you think she's Jewish, maybe? Me will be. Well, come in, my boy. Come in. Gold is green. How much you pay me? Oh, I was just joking. I do this for free for my friends. But uh, if you would like to buy diamond for your wife, for your husband, for your lover, for your wife's lover... Claudia is going to be eyeing all the diamonds. <laughs> he says, okay, come in, sit down. You, you want some sweet tea? Uh, yes, that would be lovely. It's very nice of you. He has a samovar, which is one of those Russian tea urns sitting on the counter. And he um, pours you each out a little cup of sweet tea. He says, now sit down, sit down. You know, my people, we are known for... Our love of knowledge. Rabbi means teacher in our language. That is the difference between the Jewish people and uh, Christians. We teach. We do not preach. So he, um, he looks at the scroll and he says, this looks very old. Are you sure it is not worth something? My grandmother was I... very old, I believe. Okay. I believe okay. that the knowledge on it will be more valuable than the scroll itself. Hmm. Okay, so he unrolls it, and he starts reading it, and, and a very puzzled look comes over his face. He says, uh, what is this? This is a story or joke? I don't know. Yep. You tell us. There is a picture here, you see, as well. He shows you that there's actually a, a drawing of, it's like a little spiral, almost like a curled up worm. There's a drawing at the bottom amongst the Hebrew letters. He says, this is very strange for what this says to me. Should I tell you what this says? Are you sure you want to know? Yes, please. This says it is a, how you say, incantation spell. It is a spell. I do not believe in black magic. I do do not know about you, but uh, this sounds most peculiar to me. It is very, very strange. My grandmother always carried a broomstick around. Maybe there's a correlation. (laughs) According to this inscription it says this is about an entity called gish rla it is very very appropriate you must cast it in dense fog (laughs) through which no no light must penetrate so dense must be very thick and then you use a drop of your blood this sounds very dangerous to me possibly possibly profane a drop of blood you must smear 
on. It says a word I do not quite know how to translate, but it is it refers to this thing, this uh, spiral shape, this worm. It says, what is it? I do not know. Uh, the uh, the young of an insect. What do you call the young of the insect? Larva. 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 Yes. Yes. You must smear on larva, and this will cause larva to grow very big, very quick. Then you will control this thing and use it to kill whoever you choose. This sounds very evil to me. Jack, your grandmother sounds very evil. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? She had a butterfly collection. (laughs) It might be true with that, because she she loved her butterflies. This thing must remain obscured from light. If it sees light, it will, what it say, dissipate. You see? I think you are very strange people, but I find you interesting. <laughs> that is what they, they always <laughs> And he hands back the scroll to, to, to Jack, I suppose. Now, would you like to buy a diamond? How much do we owe you for the translation? Oh, that is on me, my dear. But uh, if you ever need diamond, you come back to Moisha. I give you a good deal. We promise. We'll keep you in mind. Thank you so much. <laughs> okay. Uh, I had a very interesting day. <laughs> <laughs> um, and you can probably deduce that it will be costly. And Gwen is very intimately aware of how much cost there is to casting spells. That's right. You'd have to be pretty insane to want to grow like maggots into some terrifying monster. <laughs> Jack, I think you, given that that, that you, you've you been talking about it a lot, make make an intelligence roll. Oh no. Do you want to push the roll? <laughs> um, yes, of course. Okay, tell me how you would push the roll because something is really on your mind from hearing all this and thinking about the smell. So suddenly, like, as, as Jack is, is, is sitting there, he suddenly swallows a fly. And as he, <laughs> chokes, as he chokes on a fly, <coughs> he suddenly, sort of like, like, transcendently becomes one with the fly in his mind, and suddenly he remembers something about insects. Very, very relevant. All right, oh, re-roll. Cthulhu. R- roll, roll your intelligence again. Okay, this comes back to you. Oh, you know what? I just remember something. You remember this 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 this, this newspaper article from the scoop? <clears throat> Mick Mahoney, <laughs> of course. The... Mickey McHoney, the, the Irish guy. <laughs> yes, the article. Do you guys remember the article with 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 this with this person who who had this encounter with this? It's just this a something, creature. Something got him, and the yeah. foul stench of smouldering hair. Filled his yeah. lungs and made it hard to breathe. That must be the monster that our, our Jewish friend talked about. So this mm-hmm. could be real. I don't think Gwen would be cool with her learning the spell. Anyone else can, but I think as a result of communing with the father of maggots, she kind of has a distaste for the larva. Oh, yeah. So I don't oh, think yeah. Gwen will be able to learn the spell. Yeah, I think that's true. I think you would find it too traumatizing right. to do anything maggoty. Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) I say we get it translated because we are in like Library Central. We get it translated and we'll use it as a last ditch effort. Like it is the fourth day, it's the final hour, the moon's coming down. Let's summon Mothra. (laughs) 
Okay, but in doing this, we are asking the caster to sacrifice ten. power. That oh, is ten a, or more that power. Is, that is a sacrifice that Cole is willing to make. <laughs> okay, to so you're gonna be the spellcaster? <laughs> so you're gonna be the spellcaster here? Listen, yep, I, by the yeah. sound of it. <laughs> yeah. Sounds like it. I will, I will swim them off. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so we could potentially, I mean, if things go our way, uh, find a Hebrew scholar in the East End London, potentially yes. leave the scroll with them to transcribe for the next few days, and we can do other things that we need to do. Cole, you're going with Bill? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that, and like, we can also like talk. Like, Obviously, we want something different out of finding that is Jane. true in that that's wonderful so you're sitting on the um central line which heads out towards um towards shoreditch in the east end of london very close to uh, the bagel bakeries of brick lane and they do really good bagels why don't you have your little chat then on the on the train as it clanks clanks ever eastward towards um jewish east london uh, Red. Oi. Listen, it sounds like we haven't really had much of a conversation about, uh, about our relationships with Jamie. Well, I know my relationship with him. He's my brother. Yeah. Which I have, to, I, have a, I have a question. How are you related? Like, I've I've only known Jamie to live in New York for years and years. Even he said, like, lived in it and grew up in New York. You I don't strike me as a New Yorker. I didn't can. I've got a letter from my my mother or my grandparents that said that I've I've got a brother named Jamie. And then and one day, saying? I went I came home and I saw this guy in in my bed. <laughs> he looked like me. <laughs> so why are you so angry at him? I mean, I know I'm angry about him for... I don't think I'm angry at him. I, I don't know much, really. Then why do you want to find him so bad? Because I never met my brother. I've got to meet him. Alright, alright. Why do you think I'm angry? Well, back... Like, we've known each other for a fair amount of time. Back when we first met, we talked about it. Like, you said that you had a brother who slept with your wife, and, you know, now you want to ah. kill him. You have multiple brothers. A wife? I don't know what you're talking about. Were you never married? <laughs> <laughs> huh, maybe I should stop drinking so heavily. I swore you had a family and shit. No, that's not true. I don't know I I don't know what you're talking about. Huh, okay. Um yeah, sorry about that. Uh, are you mistaking me for somebody else? Maybe. Sorry about grilling you. You want some Whiskey to make it feel better? Is it Scotch whiskey? I don't know. I stole off Barrington. <laughs> no, he drinks oh. Irish whiskey. He drinks Irish oh. whiskey. <laughs> no, I won't be having any then. <laughs> <laughs> All right, more for me then. So let's cut back to Gwen. All right. You start skimming through the book, The Song of the Jinn. Ogniat min al-jinn, as it is as it is written in your in your native Arabic. On your initial reading of it, you you realize that this is a heretical work alleged to be this transcript of a series of discussions held by the author with a jinn, a being of scorching fire. 
which related all manner of esoteric and forbidden lore. Whilst most of the knowledge seems to be fanciful and invented by a very creative author, there are a few kernels of mythos knowledge hidden in the text. Um, on your initial skim, you will lose um, some sanity and gain some Cthulhu mythos just after this first three hours. So you lose 1d4 sanity, and um, from looking at it, you, you estimate that it will take you about six weeks to fully consume it. There is a spell in there, the spell is Enchantment of the Living Flame. It's something to do with, with summoning these genes, these flaming creatures. But it also has some other very powerful and important effects. But you'll need to do the full study to be able to learn it. Okay. It's bound in goat skin with a bronze clasp. And it has a sulfurous smell. <laughs> mm, pleasant. Very nice. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's from the 8th century. Um, Arabic by Galib al-Sabah. Excellent. Next up is Claudia. Uh, you wanted to learn... The spell that I got from the library. Oh. oh gosh, yeah, that is a good spell. You can cast it instantaneously, which is good. It's like literally you just utter some kind of mi mystical word. And it blocks the target's ability to consciously remember a particular event. You must know the specific event to be blocked... Um, you can't command something vague as forget what you did yesterday. You must cite a certain specific event. Let's then switch to Jack at Harrods. You are now at the impossibly grand front front of Harrods. It is um, legend that you can buy anything you want from Harrods. Literally anything you want including supposedly you can buy an elephant from harrods if you want to buy an elephant apparently they will source and deliver an elephant to you plan a is to get to the estate with a harrods van as the delivery driver plan a two which is basically the extension is to do that with the food that will get delivered to the estate expectedly um poisoned but even if I don't get the poison part done, I still want to like go there as a Heron's <laughs> delivery driver and somehow see what I can do. Now, my plan, what to do is, I actually have thought about it. So I will go to Harrods before I do anything else. I will go inside and buy either rat poison or laxative, which I will use <laughs> as my poison. Whatever, what they have both. both. Yes, great idea. I will actually buy both. You don't now, really need to go to Harrods to buy rat poison, for sure. But okay, anyway, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be patient. So, um, now, I thought about how to get to the van. Now, I have basically a plan and a backup plan now. Okay. Ideally, ideally I'd love to be able to find out the exact van that goes there, which would require me to go to the office. And my plan was to basically go to the back of the building, as Jack always does, where the trucks mm. are leaving, and pretend to be a new driver and figure out where the office is. Now, if that nice. If that didn't work, by the way, I already have a backup plan. If that didn't work, I will hide myself in any, any of these vans and sort of like drive out of London. And as we are like midway anywhere, like let's say half an hour out of London, I will attack the driver. I will oh, make the driver incapable of driving and I will steal clothing and be the driver. But now I want to I wanna first try the office thing. And if it doesn't work, I will still sort of fall back to my backup plan. You, this is awesome, but you get to the goods entrance at the back, and it's huge, it's vast. You realise immediately, all the drivers, they've all, they're all wearing uniforms. They're all wearing Harrods uniforms. Do a ruse, you will need to get hold of a Harrods uniform. So what I will do, I'm not wearing a uniform, obviously, 
but I'll pretend to be like new. I'm I'm basically okay. 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 All right. So you you go in and there's a couple of drivers who are who are like um who are hanging around having a cigarette and they look up at you and said, uh, "Yeah, what do you want, mate?" <laughs> Chaps, uh, my, I'm near here. I'm going to start driving today. Um, this is great. Do you know where the um, where's the office? You know the, the dispatch. You, uh, you you got taken on just just today. Then you didn't. They didn't send you a uniform. But it didn't. Where they're supposed to? Yeah, you meant to get one. Uh... Oh no, I just changed my address. That must be why. I just I just moved. Oh, right, right, right. Uh, yeah, no, it's up on the it's up on the second floor. Just go in there upstairs. Look for uh, Smithers Jones. He's uh, he's the uh, office manager in charge of uh, goods goods delivery. All right. So, so what floor? Fifth floor? Second floor. Second. Floor. Oh, second floor. Of course. All right. Thank you so much, mate. I, I want to. I mean, my plan is if I now I know where the office is, which is good. But obviously, I don't want to see anybody in the office. So my plan is actually to go to the office, see if there's nobody, and then maybe try to sort of like find a book that hopefully gives me like a list of, va- of vans and where they go. And if that fails, wow. I will still I will still retreat to another plan. Okay. So first, make me a stealth roll. <laughs> you managed to creep up to the second floor unseen. Now make a luck roll. No, no, no. So you poke your head round, and unfortunately there are several people in the office. Um, one of them looks up and he says, Yes, you're one of the new boys. Hi, that's right. My first day today. Go on then, sit down, fill in this form. Cheers. You got a pen, like? Thanks. <laughs> he says, "So, uh, who are you then?" He says, looking at a list and running his finger, running his finger down the list. Oh, uh, John Smith. John Smith. Okay, make another luck roll. <laughs> this one has to be an extreme success. Are you sure you're on the, you're in on the right day? There's no J Smith on the list today. Uh, no, definitely. I mean, um, uh, well, actually, I'm I've actually got, not I've sure. I've got a Brown. I've got a Jones. <laughs> I've got no, a. Um, I might have. I've got. Not, a I'm, I was, maybe I was supposed to start yesterday. I wasn't actually sure about the exact date. I lost the the, the, the little note that I took. It's possible that it's on, to, on yesterday's list. I'm horribly sorry about that. I might be one day late. All right, you need to make some kind of social. Okay, I'm going to do charm. Oh, there we go. Oh, oh no! Oh shit! Oh no! Okay, you have fumbled. I will. I will give up at this point. I will retreat to my other plan. I will retreat to Plan B. L- listen, mate. Look, I know times is hard, but um, you're trying to pull a fast one on me. There's no bleeding Smith either today, yesterday, tomorrow, or next bloody week. Are you trying to pull a fast one on us? It's there's not Kingston Liquors. I'm not getting confused because this is much bigger, actually. Like this, this is Kingston Liquors. Is it not? What are you talking? Get the fuck out of here. This is Arabs, mate. Arabs. Oh, Queen, no, I'm Queen, sorry. The Queen oh, shops here. Can't have I'm like sorry. any old top decorator turning up, trying to oh, oh, trying to pull sorry. the wool over her eyes, pull a fast oh, no, one. Sorry. Get the oh, fuck oh. out of here. Are you, if you're oh. looking for a handout, go to the poor house. Go to the oh, soup sorry, kitchen, mate. you. Sorry, you my, my bad. Me bother. Sorry. Get, the, get out of here. Get out. Look, I'm going to call the police in a minute if you don't move your ass. 
I'm gone. Goodbye. Singular. <laughs> <Only time has. laughs> okay. okay. Um, I'll retreat to my other plan. All right. So let's cut then um, about an hour on the tube after you've had your rather awkward conversation about Jamie. Um, you you rock up in um, at the Orthodox Synagogue of Stamford Hill, and um, you see you see the rabbi um, uh, at the at the at the lectern at his lectern, leafing through a copy of the Torah, and he looks up at you and he says, "Have you come to convert?" <laughs> <laughs> You do not look very Jewish to me. <laughs> I haven't been to church in years. <laughs> well, it takes all types. Um, and you, sir, what do you have to say for yourself? No, I'm very proud, proud Protestant. <laughs> <laughs> Would you like to convert? Uh, I don't. I don't know if you can convince me. <laughs> <laughs> we are accepting of all people here. Uh, I didn't catch your name. Rabbi Shlomo, you may call me. Rabbi, uh, we uh, we actually need your assistance with something. Um, have you? Um, are you troubled? You look troubled, my son. Very troubled, but I don't think you have a chase couch long enough for me. Um, <laughs> we 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 do not just um solve people's religious problems we solve their personal problems sometimes even their marital problems do you have marital problems sir i don't have a marriage anymore um <laughs> my apologies my sympathies may god look after you and all your friends <laughs> and look at the bang up job he's done so far anyway uh <laughs> we have a we we would we would like your assistance translating something what interest would you have in hebrew scripture my boy I have a I have a scholarly friend that uh, came into uh, came into possession of this here scroll, and none of us can read Hebrew, so we we're wondering we're doing research. You see, ah, you you wish to acquire and the knowledge of of the Hebrew elders. That is good. That is good. Yeah, I got a friend doing his doctorate on uh, religions of all over the world. Ah, interesting. Maybe you've heard of him. Uh, his name's Abate. No, but ah, I'm sure he is an interesting man with uh, with a gentle temperament. Sure is. Wouldn't ho- <laughs> wouldn't hurt a fly. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, come, come here, come here, come into my back my back room. Um, we will sit down, and you will show me su- such scroll. Let's go, Bill. <laughs> Don't break Boy. anything. He says. It is truly a blessing that the Goyim should come into my synagogue and wish to acquire the knowledge of the Hebrew elders. Oh, what did you call me? Goyim. Oh, no, sorry. It is our slang. It is our uh, Yiddish slang for non-Jews. Oh, okay. Well, I just want to make sure you're not insulting me. <laughs> no, no, it is no insult. It is a gentle ribbing, let us say. Gentile ribbing. (laughs) 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 Oh, that's good. (laughs) Yes, I'm sure you all agree that we'll all soon be living in a world of peace and harmony between all religions. It is only a matter of time. I look nervously at the calendar. (laughs) (laughs) So you go in. And he sits down and he looks at it, at it for a minute, and then a troubled look comes over his face. 
Do you know what what you give me? What you hold in your what I hold in my hands? Uh, old paper. Um. True, old paper. But what is written on old paper? I don't know. None of us speak Hebrew. Hmm. Or can read it. I do not think this is very wise to translate and give to you. Well, why not? What's on it? This is hidden power. Power. This is Kabbalah. This is true magic. Do you understand? True ma- magic doesn't exist, man. <laughs> <laughs> you may think so, but I'd see in your eyes you don't believe this. No, that's just the uh, that's just the the burn cataracts I got. <laughs> <laughs> Says, well, it is your choice. I think you do not understand the danger of learning such such magic. Magic don't exist, man. Are you talking like card tricks? Do not try to fool me, sir. <laughs> I can see you have been exposed to such things. It is obvious just by looking in your face. Listen, do you want to re- do you want to read this and like <laughs> just you know we got places to be, people to save. Hmm. You can Maybe. you can sit you could sit me down on your couch a little later. Why should I do it for you? What do you uh, what do you offer me in return? We've got some gold, sir. Some men might take that as an insult, but if I interpreted that how I think you meant it, you would say a wonderful donation to the synagogue. Yes. Why? <laughs> that's exactly what I'm, I was saying. <laughs> I am sure. I am sure. Well, I will do this for uh, a nice donation. To the synagogue, I will trust you to leave whatever you deem appropriate in the in the box on the on the way out. So he looks at it and he says, "Sirs, I do not take offense at anything you say. I can see that you are troubled people, but perhaps you have good somewhere in your hearts. If you call this monster, this thing of fog, be very careful. These things can become." uncontrollable you must make sure you are clear of mind and of purpose i will translate this for you for i feel i feel that rude and crude though you may be you'll play an important part in events to come would it make you feel better if we said we were going to use this spell to help innocent people i i no doubt you will but just be careful Things like this can somehow, sometimes get out of hand and innocent people can suffer as well. Yeah, we're innocent people and we've suffered quite a bit. <laughs> I am sure. I can see it. And with that, he says, I must go now. I must prepare the teachings for, this, for, the, for the service this afternoon. Do you know how long it might take? Come back tomorrow. Tomorrow? I will, okay. finish, I will finish by then. I am a quick, quick read, even quicker write. But I must make sure it is precise. Any mistake I make will be disaster for you. So let's cut quickly back to Jack. You are hurrying down the stairs to depart the premises of Harrods before any further incidents can happen. I am running down the stairs, but I my number one, my only goal now is to get in one of these vans unseen. So um, first thing you need to do when you emerge out into the goods yard at the back of Harrods. You need to make a luck roll. 
Wow. Yes. Wow, wow, wee wow. You rush out into the yard, and to your incredible good luck, not only is there a van with the back open, but there don't seem to be any men around at this precise moment. Now is your chance. In a very, very sneakyish manner, crawl into the van, hide myself perfectly behind boxes that I can't really know what content they carry, but it's what I do. I Like a cat, like a very small black cat in a dark, shadowy cellar, I'm hiding behind these boxes. So whenever somebody looks in from the back of the van, I am totally invisible. So you manage to creep in unseen, and you hide yourselves amongst some boxes. And after about maybe 30 minutes or so, you hear some voices. Another couple of boxes are put into the van. The, the back door, it slams shut. And then you're off. You're off and running, heading for God knows where. Oh, my woman is mean as she can be. My woman, she makes a fool of me, never treats me good. Don't know why I should love her. She's lying when she says I love you. I know it, but what am I to do? Though she makes me cry, I don't care for I love her. Once I laughed and loved, thought it all wrong. Then she came along.